going on? Jermaine Johnson, tune in to Turn On The Jets podcast. Hey, this is Vinny Pasquantino of the Kansas City Royals. Make sure you tune into the Turn On The Jets podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Turn the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Will Parkinson, at Will Pollard on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Thursday night, about 11.15, a little late night recording the Jets draft, Will McDonald in round one. Uh, we'll do a little quick recap here. In the spirit of uh, successful as it went last year, I have some of the guys from draft season on, uh, you know, each day this weekend, Dylan Price and, uh, and Joe Bellicon here to talk a little Will McDonald. Um I'll kind of I'll kind of bounce it off you to you guys um uh, here in a second. I think basically based the fan base's reaction was probably what you'd expect from an edge rusher. Um, just considering last year the Jets traded up for Jermaine Johnson, they're paying Carl Lawson, they're paying Bryce Off, they're paying John Franklin Myers, they're about to be paying Gwyneth Williams. That said, if you want to look at it positively, he's probably the bendiest edge rusher in the draft. He's a guy that has high upside, he's a guy that's a kind of a freak athlete, you know, he's literally does parkour for fun, uh, which it's kind of scares me a little bit, um, but another senior bowl edge. And then if you look at the downside, it feels a bit like a luxury pick. Um, a lot of fans wanted an offensive lineman. A lot of fans wanted a wide receiver, a defensive tackle, maybe. I guess, Joe, we'll start with you. Where do you land on the pick? Where's where's your head at? Because I feel like you could kind of talk your way in either way if this was a nice pick or mm, not sure. Well, let's start out with the negative, right? Um, I think we should be real about this pick. I think they were desperately trying to trade down. I mean, they took it down to the last second, and I don't think they could find a trade partner. So they put in the card for the best player they had on their board. Not the best player a lot of us had on their board, but clearly the best player they had on their board. Now, again, I don't really see him as anything more than a situational pass rusher right now. He doesn't have like the body type to be like a, base edge in a solid defense. I mean, he's got to gain like at least 20 more pounds. He's kind of more of a, a quarterback assassin right now, more of a Bryce Huff. So kind of maybe they're, you know, making a pick for the future because I don't know if they're really going to bring Huff back next year. Um, and then when you look just from a positive standpoint, you know, if the Jets are going to be going to the Super Bowl, uh, we're going to have to go through teams like Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow, and you can never have enough edge rushers, right? Why not bring in guys who could just smack a quarterback in the mouth? And that's something Will McDonald can certainly do. So I understand it from that perspective. Um, at the same time, you, you go back to it, like, I think they were scrambling. I think the Pats came in and effed us. Um, and they were really desperately, again, trying to find that trade partner, just couldn't do it. You know, and they were like, you know, what? let's take this guy. We like him. Why not? Um He's going to definitely help us like in the situations that I talked about with Mahomes and these other guys. So, but at the end of the day, like I'm not thrilled. I think that when you look at somebody like even like Aaron Rodgers, he always complained to his former team about how they didn't bring people to kind of support him and develop the offense. Then the Jets do have a nice offense with Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall and these guys, but I would have added to the offense some way or find a way, you know, obviously couldn't find the trade partner. I would have probably taken JSN there over Will McDonald personally, even Kincaid. I'm a big fan of the tight end. I know maybe that's a little early for him, but I think like just as another weapon to add to the offense probably would have been the decision that I would have made personally. Yeah. Dylan, how about you? What do you, where's your head at? Because like I said, I think, you know, as Joe mentioned, there's 
unfortunately, there's certain picks. I felt like last year we kind of all fell in the camp, especially with the first two, or even the first four picks of the Jets draft. You felt like there's not really a lot to pick at. Um, again, this is an unfinished product. They've made one pick so far. But where's your head kind of uh, where's your head at with the Wood McDonald selection at 15? Yeah, I remember us all hopping on last year and it was like a, we really had to pull and try to go through to find something wrong with an otherwise flawless first round and second round last year. But Mozzie would... Smith, what are the Cowboys? Wow, interesting. Sorry. Interesting. <laughs> There's some Sorry, weird ones going off the board. This has definitely been one of those strange drafts in recent memory. So why not be the Jets and punctuate that in the best way they know possible and make a head scratching decision to say the least. Uh, I think there was a lot of ways that could have gone. I think the trade down was something that everyone would have been okay with. You wouldn't have heard anything really negative. Maybe if they had went JSN, people would have kind of quipped and said, okay, you know, the O-line would have been better, trade down. But at the end of the day, nobody would have been mad about adding another pass catcher and another lethal weapon for a guy in Aaron Rodgers who, as Joe hit the nail on the head, has complained time and time again about his team not acquiring those weapons. At the same time, they went out and got Alan Lazard and McCauley Hardman, so there's really not a lot of wiggle room for him to complain right now, and I don't foresee that happening. Um, I think it could have easily been done where they ax Corey Davis and you roll with JSN and Wilson and Lazard as your top three and then Hardman as your four going into next year. But I think at the end of the day, you're you're with Will McDonald now. That's where you lie. And I Joe, you really hit the nail on the head also with the fact that he's going to be a rotational pass rusher. You need guys who are going to get home. And with the secondary really taking the next step, you are going to now count on them to do their part next season against some higher level competition. You're expecting to make the playoffs now, and you're expecting to go against some of the top receivers in the conference. So you need the comp, you need your corners, you need your defensive backs to play to their highest capability and you expect them to do so. But on the other side, you need guys who are going to get home. And honestly, there was points last season where a couple more bendy guys a couple more rotational guys fitting into the fold would have been more lucrative a guy who had five sacks last year and really is 24 years old and there's not a ton of room on the surface for growth yeah i could see where the fan base gets mad about that but when you really look at it he was a guy who was really not used properly by the defense he was kind of played more interior i think if he's more shifted as you said as a rotational guy i could see him thriving getting home a lot more often and if jermaine johnson takes the next step and you now put mcdonald in that role that jermaine was in last year i don't think you're going to hear as many complaints from fans if you're just seeing mcdonald come in and get a sack or a TFL or two here and there. Yeah, look, I think I texted a few people first, and pretty much everything was a lot of the same reaction. Um, you know, one person love his game. Ben's like nobody else I know in the draft. A little shocked he went that high was a direct quote um, from someone that worked in the league, which kind of feel like it's kind of the sediment. Um, you know, just from from a lot of these, you know, a lot of different people. Um, another one was. Mm, Wow, interesting pick. I guess the Jets kind of feel like they have that luxury right now. And then the other one that um, I think maybe Jets fans will be happy about, one said pretty clearly just a pass rusher right now. The Jets are okay with those types, though. Luxury pick, but this roster is fucking legit. They're ready. This team is ready to roll. Got to play these games now. So I think people are all in the same. It's just it's a tough situation because you look at McDonald, senior bowl guy, Jets love senior bowl guys, as I mentioned. Clearly, if you're an edge rusher and you have a good senior bowl, you'll probably get picked by the Jets in the first round. Um, we know, obviously, the solid kind of thought process is just keep adding these guys. Carl Lawson's got a one year, you know, got one year left on his deal. Who knows if you know how what's going to happen with that? 
you know, Bryce Huff, I think, is going to get extended. But if, like, he doesn't, you're going to need a replacement there. Jermaine Johnson had some ups and downs as a rookie. We don't know really what he's going to be. Um, JFM's contract's kind of year by year. So as much as the edge room does look like it's stacked, in 12 months, that room could be very, very different. And I guess maybe the Jets are thinking, this is a two-year window, you know, if we cut Carl Lawson, we have a guy that's going to save us $10 million next year. And he, could he just be similar production again? I, I agree with you guys. I obviously I I've been kind of the JSN thing was to me, it was more of just keep giving as many weapons as possible. And that way, no matter who's quarterbacking in 24, 25, 26, you have like one of the best wide receiver rooms in the league that said, I don't think McCall Hartman came here to be like a wide receiver five and like, they're going to bring in a Cobb event and got Randall Cobb eventually. And like, unfortunately he is going to play some like whether people like it or not. Uh, right. If Rogers has his way and, and look, I, I do, I agree with you. I think the board broke perfectly for them in a lot of senses, right? We got to the Jimmy, the Gibbs pick was interesting. Bijan, as much as I loved him, I wasn't sure he would go as high as he did. Um, Darnell right going at nine. You're like, okay, it's starting to happen. The Scrouncy pick to Tennessee was a little interesting because as much as I thought they'd go tackle, they must like him as a tackle to go, you know, with him at 11. And we get to, you know, <laughs> we get to 14 and it felt like the Patriots were just going to take Christian Gonzalez and call it a day. Somehow they trade back, still get Christian Gonzalez. And the Steelers come up and it felt like the Jets were like, shit, we we thought we had Roger Jones in the bag. We thought we pick swapped. We got Rogers and we still end up with Roger Jones. Whether you like Jones or not, he was a top three tackle. I think consensusly on pretty much anybody's board. Maybe he was, you know, if you loved Darnell, right. Maybe he was tackle four. if you didn't love, you know, one of the other guys, maybe he was two, but um, it's not even, I just don't want to, it's not, it's hard to like, this pick is really difficult because again, I think we did this with even with sauce last year where I think everyone loves sauce as a player. So it was a little different, but I think a lot of people, Joe, I know you were like, I really want an offensive tackle. Uh, eventually, you know, as the draft went on, it was like, okay, at least they went, they still picked up an edge rusher. They still picked up receiver. So you felt better. If the Jets go out and add a receiver and they add an interior offensive lineman and, you know, throughout day two and day three, I think people will feel a little bit better about this pick. Whereas if, you know, they don't end up with pe- the, some of the positions I think people were hoping for, you know, even a Clyde Jacancy. Maybe he was rich at 15, but again, it's a hole on, on the Jets roster where he did feel like a scheme fit. So if you were going to go D-line, you kind of felt like maybe D-tackle over over edge. I guess I will wrap with this. If you had to – I mean, grading a pick is so stupid, you know, an hour after it happened. But if you had to grade a pick on a, you know, on a scale, where would you where would you kind of grade it? Uh, Dylan, I'll start with you, and then we'll go to Joe, and we'll, and we'll finish up with a little, you know, who he thinks going to be available on day two. Ooh. Um, I'll try to go quick here. It's tough. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly there, Will. Um, I'll go B minus. Um, I think it's only a little bit lower than a B plus because of the optimism that came with people thinking, hey, they can go JSN or hey, they could trade down here if you didn't get Broderick. Um, but at the end of the day, they got a solid pass rusher, a solid rotational guy, maybe a little rich for the blood, but He's still a guy who can come in and contribute rather quickly, which is something that you can't say about every pass rushing prospect. So we'll see how it pans out, but B minus is where I stand right now. Yeah. I mean, from my perspective, first, I, I wasn't really too thrilled with the swap. That was part of the original deal. It looks like it bit us in the ass here. Um, As far as, and I know people will be talking about that. I know one particular person in the TOJ chat specifically, I won't mention his name, 
but um, I, I'm going to give it a C plus. You know, really should be a C a plus just because of what I said earlier. They're going to be going against these top notch quarterbacks. We're going to need a fresh rotation of guys to come in there and smack them in the mouth, put the quarterback on the ground, and that could help you know result in some wins. So try to look at it as optimistically as possible. And I guess that I think that's really you know the best way to look at it right now. Anton Harrison at 27. That oh, happened. did he uh, just go? He <sighs> just went. I, I assume the Jags did that with the suspension, the Cam uh, Robinson suspension. It felt like – actually, I feel like the Jags had had a nice night. They traded back, I think, twice, um, picked up some day three capital. I'm going to I'm gonna agree with Dylan and, and go B- minus there. I, I like the player. I like the potential. I like the scheme fit. Him in a wide nine should produce much better. Um, again, the Jets love this twitchy, bendy – Bendy and twitchy guys. I just felt like a bit of a luxury pick for a team that's trying to compete. And it's like, I, I just need to see what's next. I think that I could, you could convince me to be at the end of the weekend and you could convince me, honestly, it's a C at the end of the weekend. If they don't address some of these other holes, I think they have on the roster. Um, obviously, you know, there's four picks to go here as a recording, so this could change. Um, but where do you think the jets go at 43 now? Because, you know, I think we all kind of assumed all offensive line receiver, maybe defensive tackle. So that would shape what they do in round two. Do they double up on D line and they go, you know, Benton? Um, I'm not going to botch um, the Northwestern kid's name, even though I have watched his tape. So it's just, I can't pronounce it. Um, or do they go maybe a receiver, a Josh Downs? I mean, he was on the pod earlier and, and mentioned that they were very high on him. They obviously, um, do they go tight end? There's a Michael Mayer slip in the second round and the Jets go. This dude's just really good at football, and like we're gonna figure it out. Um, where I guess where do you see the Jets potentially going in round two, and then uh, and then again we'll be back tomorrow and uh, and Saturday as well, kind of recap and uh, recap in both days. Based on what they did with Will McDonald, it seems like they're set on taking the best player available on their board. I mean, that's what they're kind of telling us with that pick, if you ask me. Um, now they still might want to, you know. Say to themselves, we got Aaron Rodgers, so yeah, all right, maybe we'll take the best player available at a certain position or on the offense. I could see them, man, if if Mayer fell to the second round, I could definitely see that. I could see them going with a, I mean, even an interior offensive lineman, somebody like Steve Avila, who could play guard and even center in case McGovern gets hurt. And McGovern kind of signed a backup level uh, contract, so I don't think it stops him from going in that direction. Even a JMS, I mean, if John Michael Schmitz is, I don't think he's been picked yet either. I know Anton Harrison just got picked. I was hoping he would fall to that spot because I I had him graded pretty close to like Broderick and those other guys. He just needs a little bit more help, you know, a little, little more experience, but he was technically, I actually I felt like he was a bit more technically sound than Paris Johnson and Broderick Jones at this point. Just lacked the experience that those guys had with the, uh, the round of past sets that he experienced uh, at Oklahoma. Um, linebacker, maybe the heir apparent to CJ Mosley. You know, when you look at Robert Sala and his defenses traditionally, they always had a really solid middle linebacker there. Even that first year when he was with San Francisco, they took Reuben Foster. Then they were lucky enough to get Fred Warner in like the third round. He's got CJ Mosley now. So all of his top defenses always had that thing in common from my, from my perspective. So wouldn't mind if somebody like Drew Sanders, um, I don't know if he, maybe he's going to get picked in the next couple of picks here, but if he's on the board, I could actually see them uh, pulling the trigger on him. He's the closest player in this draft to someone who's, very similar to like Micah Parsons, somebody who could play a little linebacker, somebody who could play on the edge, somebody who could sugar the A-gap and do a lot of those things that Salah likes his middle linebackers to do. Um, safety, 
I don't think Brian Branch has been taken yet, and I am super high on Brian Branch. He's the, one of the guys that I think can play that satisfy that single high role. I think something the Jets have been trying to find with guys like Joyner. Um, and I think he's actually very similar to Joyner in a lot of ways, but like a souped-up version, like the Pro Bowl version of LaMarcus Joyner. Somebody could play in the nickel, somebody could play a little in the box, but could really live out there in that single high role and uh, patrol the back end with Sauce and Reed. Um, so a lot of options. I think, though, when it comes down to it, though, I think it'll be just like the McDonald pick where they go best player available. Yeah, I, tend to, I tend to agree. If they don't trade down, I think they're going to end up trying to trade down a little bit to recoup a little bit of value. Maybe if it's even just down like maybe nine or 10 picks. Um, I think they could still go pass catcher. I think if Jalen Hyatt or Jaden Reed are on the board tomorrow, maybe they take a swing at one of those two guys, two proven producers in college this past year. Um, both could be nice swings. Michael Mayer, you mentioned him. Darnell Washington's a freak. I mean, that guy is six seven, can really go up and grab anything. Maybe they go for him for a red zone threat, maybe a little bit Mercedes Lewis-esque and try to tailor to uh, Rodgers that much more. But if they go... O-line, um, if John Michael Schmitz is still there, Joe Tipman, um, those are two guys, centers, that maybe could kind of slot in and be a McGovern heir apparent. I know Miles Murphy just went off the board, but I wouldn't put past them going edge or D-line. Um, Brian Breeze still has not been picked. This is a guy who was formerly one of the top recruits in the nation. Um, I really don't think he was used properly at Clemson a lot of the times. I think there was just so much talent around him that he never was able to find his groove and find his fit. I think he could slot in well. He's an athletic guy, um, 6'6", 298, but really does not play like he's 298. Plays like he is a little bit undersized, all things considered. Drew Sanders, you mentioned him, Joe. If he's there... Some by some grace at 43, I think he's a no brainer, honestly. I think he could really patrol that defense and fit that Sala role. Um, Henry Toto, um, I talked about him actually last year on draft season, he was somebody I was really high on as a mid rounder for the Jets. But beyond that, um, I agree with you, safety would probably be one of my priorities. If Brian Branch isn't there, uh, I'm going to use the Penn State bias a little bit here, but Jair Brown, he honestly, I think, may be better than Jaquan Brisker was. He can play in the box well, but he really, as a whole, as a patroller, is a lot better than Brisker brought to the table, and that was one of Brisker's calling cards last year. So I think Brown could be a nice addition, or Sidney Brown um, from Illinois, Chase Brown's brother. There's uh, Jortavius Martin as well, who's another safety out there from Illinois. Both of the Illinois safeties could be nice options. So there's a lot of places to go. I'm actually a little bit more excited for the second round pick than I think I am for the first round pick just because there's so many places they could go. And I think they're going to go best available at the end of the day. Yeah. Like there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different options. It's hard because like the second round, there's always the three or four picks that happen. You're like, where the hell did this guy come from? And there's three or four that like kind of get, you know, the jets sometimes always nab, uh, you know, somebody that you're just not really, not really expecting. Um, I agree with you. I had thought trade back at, you know, at 43 was kind of a lock, but it's going to be hard. It's I'm really just curious who's on the board. I think I'll be frustrated if a JMS, a mayor, um, even a Brian Branch are there and they decide to trade back just to recoup a third round pick. When in reality, like this roster needs three or four really good players um, that can come in and play. Not like it doesn't, I don't think there are two or three good players, not like six or seven guys. I think they've had these bigger classes I mean, although 20 kind of flopped on his face, 21 was a massive, massive class, obviously. My only issue with – my only thing with Branch is, like, I wish he wasn't, like, a guy that you kind of want to play where Michael Carter plays because, like, there's a lot of times you could be like, oh, this guy could be – this guy would be, you know, Branch, Sauce, and, and Reed would be awesome. Michael Carter makes 
you know, is has proven himself he can play in that role. And so if you're going to go safety, I kind of would traditionally, you'd rather have a guy that can kind of play next to Jordan Whitehead as opposed to a guy that I almost feel like you kind of want to move around the defense. Um, you know I, what the last year, though, Will? They were saying that about Jalen Petrie, and I was like, listen, Jalen Petrie could play. I know. I, I was a huge Petrie guy. On, on the field. Maybe Brian were, maybe he's, getting, he's getting a little pigeonholed into that role. Like, I know. He played the back end for sure. Me, me and you were wanting uh, Jalen Petrie last year, and they ended up you know, going Brees Hall, so we were fine with it. Um, I am curious if they go defensive tackle again. I know they've already gone defensive line once. Keanu Benton's been talked about, as I mentioned. I think that's a guy that, like, absolute monster, just, like, Again, I know they talked about it on Badlands. Um, I was impressed with the senior bowl. Um, and then, you know, lastly, again, I'm just going to bring up the tight ends again because there's just something about, I don't know, it's they keep getting brought up. They had all these tight ends for visits. Like, I don't know why even one person I texted before was like, do you think they'd take Kincaid in the second round? Obviously, he got picked by the Bills, which was a fantastic pick by them. Um, a little weird with having Dawson Knox and just paid him, but yeah, that's neither here nor there. Um, I am curious what they're going to do. Um, round two will be interesting again, whether they maybe package a couple of those picks on day three to come up in a round three or round two. The problem is, is the Jets draft capital in round in 2024, they're going to be probably losing their first round pick. So we're not sure how much they're going to want to move future capital. Um, or does a guy like Corey Davis, does a guy like Denzel Mims, unfortunately, they're not gonna be able to trade Zach yet. Um, or is a guy like Carl? I don't know. Do they trade? Do they make a player trade as well to then you know get it some day two capital? I'm not sure what's going to happen. I don't think any of those guys are going for day two picks unless it was Carl Lawson. But um, I'm just interested. That's another thing that you know. Do they make one player related move um, to maybe either get a pick or do they use a pick to get a player? I'm not. I'm not sure there. Um, but obviously, you know, with uh, with three picks to go, if any of the people we mentioned get picked in the next. 20 minutes um stay out of my mentions lately the saints didn't trade up for the first time in like probably our entire lifetime since mickey loomis has been around but um Connor again said, uh, they went with brian breeze so that are an okay. all right there we go all right good we got that out of the way thank god and we connor has tipped every single pick tonight so oh gosh yeah um good job connor um next year i'm here on the pod we'll uh have to give you some shit for that but appreciate everybody taking some time uh make sure you guys listen to this in the morning and then again we'll be back tomorrow um post uh post rounds two and three and have a little recap and hopefully people like the second round pick a little bit more than the first round pick so this won't be quite as negative appreciate everybody for listening we'll talk to you guys tomorrow